Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Everybody and welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night, continuing his streak of picking movies that you would think were picked by me. Scott <laughs> no has way. picked 1995's Mosquito. Yeah, um, baby, let's buzz. <laughs> yeah, so I'll say right out the gate, this was my first watch. I'm pretty sure oh, yeah. it was Kyle's first watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scott, mine you, too. Did you at least comb this? Or? I watched the first. I watched until the Survivor Girl and her boyfriend smash a five foot size, like human size mosquito with their car. And I was like, yes, this is happening. I just have to fit it into the schedule somewhere where it would make sense. And I did. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you did. Holy shit. <clears throat> there is something I said during when Kyle was with me watching uh, Jason Takes Manhattan for a live stream. And I said, this movie's really good except for the parts that aren't. <laughs> and and that's kind of like how I feel about Mosquito. I would never mm. say this is a perfect movie, but when this movie is good, it is fucking unbelievable. It, and then yeah. you get into a couple what I would call like zombie film tropes where yes, it's like, you're right. all right, I'm like sick of these people hiding and yeah. hanging out. Like, show me more of these stop motion and puppet mosquitoes already. Mm-hmm. Well, they had to pad it out, dude. They're not going to get 80 minutes without some like talking about existentialism. Well, and this like bounces, this also like bounces kind of beautifully off of Loch Ness Horror in the sense of like, 
another movie where they are just so proud of their practical effect that they are like yes. not pulling the Jaws move where they're like, oh, you got to wait to see this thing. It, you see this. But these you see that so claymation. Much Loch Ness Horror. Oh, like, no, it definitely looks better. Mm-hmm. Loch Ness mm-hmm. Horror, they were incorrectly proud of. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, this. yeah. No, but no quality control on that <laughs> whatsoever. But, I, but uh, this, I mean, this, like was, the one this was head. fun. For, for yeah. Nessie. But with this, we've got a couple. Uh, well, they definitely had to make a significant amount of mosquitoes for this because yeah. they blew up like 15 of them. And they look so great. Did you read the one fact about the first special effects guy? Who um, they, they went through two special effects guys because the first guy halfway through filming, said he was going to go get a pack of smokes and just never came back to the set. <laughs> so they I missed to that. Hire a second That's person. amazing. <laughs> like, but then the, the second guy they hired was like so all in, wasn't he? He had to have been mm-hmm. because this shit was great. Like th- this is one of those movies. I was maybe 20 minutes into this movie before I was like, this will be on my shelf one day. Like yeah. this yeah. is definitely finding it is going be on the hard shelf. though because Dude, yeah. this one was this was it took me so I think I found out about or I had plans for Mosquito like last summer. It was either Mosquito or Skeeters which came out the year before I want to say. Yeah, um, 94. Yeah, and and I think that they were originally going to call this if I remember my my IMDb trivia correctly. They were originally going to call this Skeeters, and they found out that Skeeters was in post production. They're like, well, "Fuck that!" So they did it. With, they did Mosquito, <laughs> but I just love the fact there are two movies that were in production basically around the same time with almost the identical. Uh, That's a concept. weird thing that happens, though, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, not even just on the indie. Like, like obviously it happens in big Hollywood situations, right? Where you get like Deep Impact and Armageddon dropping in the same summer. Or, like, yeah, I feel like there was Lake Placid and some other giant alligator movie came out at the same time. Yeah. But like, did Volcano and Dante's Peak? Yeah, Vo- Volcano and Dante's <laughs> yeah. Peak were the same year. Yeah. There's these weird moments where like, like at least with like the major studio ones, you can somewhat justify <clears throat> that like one studio saw that oh like so and so is putting out volcano, we got to rush is, our volcano movie. This is pre-internet independent yeah. horror yeah. filmmaking, and yeah. the fact that both of these happen, and then they're like oh fuck, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, that's uh, it, it's really it's really bizarre. Uh, well, so I I've, one of my notes is why hasn't Vinegar Syndrome put this out? And I found out it's because Synapse already put it out oh, on yeah. Blu-ray. So there is a Blu-ray out there by Synapse. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully it's still uh, in print or around. It's gonna be like seventy bucks expensive. on eBay. Yeah, if it's, <laughs> I'm really hoping it's not that uh, because I love, dude, I loved this. I was <laughs> so hype about this movie. It is. It's. It felt like it did fall into a lot of those zombie movie tropes. Like it did feel like Night of the Living Dead slash Dawn of the Dead a few different times, even just with the characters that were there. Like yeah, the, the archetypes are like, like perfect. The archetypes yeah. are comp- and and you know, I was like, it didn't. <laughs> For me, it didn't spend too much time there, so I didn't like it. Didn't drag me down completely with yeah. it, but I was like, "Oh yeah, I see what's happening here." Like the the influ- it's wearing the influences on its sleeves until mosquitoes show up, <laughs> and then well, it's all hell breaks loose. And it was supposed to be even more ridiculous. Oh, strap in, listeners! Director Gary <laughs> Jones had originally planned for much bigger ideas with the original screenplay, many of which had to be scrapped due to budgetary concerns uh, when the budget was severely slashed. The film was supposed to open with a massive bank heist gone wrong shootout that would have resulted in the death of a fourth member of Earl's posse. Now, Earl was played by... Gunnar Hansen. Gunnar Hansen, who is the original 
Leatherface, which and comes there's into play a really very, yeah, very significantly later on. Very, so we'll get very on the nose reference to. I that love fact. it though. We'll, we'll get to how much <laughs> fun that is. But anyway, Earl's posse, who we never see in the final film, what we get is Earl, his brother Junior, I believe, and then their inbred cousin who can't read a rat. We were to see the mosquito horde attack Detroit, Michigan, and a military base with disastrous results. Also, the corpses of those who had been killed by the mosquitoes would be reanimated back to life as flesh-eating zombies, which makes a lot more sense when they're down in the, the little yeah. the, the basement and when they're especially when they're in the sewer. And those that have been stabbed by a mosquito and survived would slowly become zombies themselves. Thank fuck that didn't happen because that would have made this movie so much less fun. Um, yeah, yeah. No this kidding. last idea was not only removed due to budgetary constraints, but because the filmmakers felt it distracted too much from the mosquitoes, which is exactly why this movie works. Because if you're mm-hmm. going to have a name like Mosquito, you need to really just focus on sci-fi mosquitoes. Okay, so we haven't mentioned the fact that the way that these mosquitoes get huge is ridiculous. So yeah. a, an alien I thought I was watching space? the wrong movie yeah, for at I, least four okay, minutes. So <laughs> I skipped that first scene when I, I just like when I was trying to see if this was going to be a good pick for the show. Um, I just went to the like the first part I saw a mosquito and then I was like sold. But then the very first scene you have a UFO crash landing into a swamp and then it's like an alien arm hanging out into the swamp and mosquitoes start sucking the blood. I didn't fully get that. It oh, happened man. very quick and very close up, but I loved uh, it. It that, was so okay. good. It reminds yeah. me of the opening of Night of the Creeps. You know what I mean? Like Night oh, of the yeah. Creeps has that same yeah. type of opening where it's like wait, aliens are the reason why these zombies are here for like 50 years or whatever. <laughs> like it it's a strange call for any movie. To make mm-hmm. what could be a film that's explained by toxic waste or or whatever, but I think that that's like, what makes it fun. aliens did it. Like, no, it's for more sure, ridiculous that way. And I think that <laughs> yeah. that really shows from the first minute of this that the people that were behind this movie realized mm-hmm. that it is absurd, and yeah. they were like, "Well, no half ass in this." And that's yeah. no. that's okay. So I know at the beginning you said another movie that Scott picked that you would think Matt picked. But if you have any context to this movie, and I'm not saying you were wrong, I'm just saying like anybody that knows this movie before they started this episode, it makes absolute sense that I picked it. (laughs) Oh, for sure. I just feel like I normally have the Mm. giant animal movies (laughs) pretty much locked and loaded. giant animal movies, but you don't get giant mutated animals as much. That's That's my territory. That's true. I mean, I wouldn't even say this is shocking. I just got so sucked in the movie that I kept forgetting to take notes. So there'd be these huge chunks in my note taking. Yeah, my notes are all over the place. (laughs) Well, luckily I took a lot. (laughs) Thank God. There's a couple up front. Obviously, love that we get this claymation mosquito is yeah. one of the first things we I actually we see. said yeah. in my notes, I'm like, if we get stop motion in, thir- in the first three minutes, I know Matt mm-hmm. is loving life right now. I'm You're loving welcome, this. Buddy. I love this extended version of the shake hands with beef uh, video from <laughs> Yes, Primus. 100%. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Speaking of shake hands with beef, the special effects of the aftermath of them hitting a mosquito looks like they just pat- bought like one pack of hamburger meat and just threw it on the front of the car real quick. And we're mm-hmm. like, that looks like gore. <laughs> and well, the mosquito moved. hadn't fed yet. That's true. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, see. logic. Come on now. <laughs> so, uh, did, did you guys, It's right there. Yeah, I mean, like, seriously, guys. Critical thinking skills are the bedrock of Horror Movie Night. Anyway, I have to ask you, was it just me? So the um, the survivor girl, Meg, Meg, she is 
on her way to her first day as a park ranger. It's not very, I, it's not yeah. explained very well, but so I went. No, to IMPA. She didn't get her machine gun like Loch Ness horror, exactly. so it's very, she's like, very early is in her she career. Actually, <laughs> supposed to be doing work it's, without without an AR, she's not going to be doing any work anyway. So she's on her way with her boyfriend to start her new job as a park ranger. Actually, I, she's credited as Megan the Park Ranger on her IMDb, which is how I figured out that that was what her job was to be. Is it just <laughs> me, or was she kind of like the great value Joan Cusack? If you, if you, not her look, but the the vocal affectations to me, mm-hmm. like if I close my eyes, yeah, I, I'm hearing Joan Cusack. Yeah, does I don't remember that, but uh, I don't remember a lot. Of <laughs> you don't remember a lot of things from this, but I, but uh, yeah, for sure. I gotta give a shout out to just the look of the mosquitoes, because I mean this with the utmost sincerity. Like the props look both very cheap but extremely impressive simultaneously yeah. like it's like you could tell that there wasn't a ton of budget to put together what they wanted to put together but they still really made it work with the yeah, limitations they that they had yeah this, this movie this movie fires the fuck up when those things happen like it's oh, not yeah. one of those things where i didn't feel like they piled all of their like effects and big moments onto one particular like area <laughs> but when they they broke it up into sections and had just enough for me to be like oh, i can't like i could not believe they did when that mosquito chased that man out of the porta potty <laughs> like it was just it was just two seconds <laughs> It was just two seconds, but I was like, that two seconds completely made it. Because, like, if I didn't see the mosquito, I would just be like, this is – they're yeah, not going to be – there's not going to be any mosquitoes. They could have done that, though. They could have yeah. just they could have. They could have done the Evil Dead, right, where it's just yes. the camera coming after yeah. somebody. But they really did mix in nicely the that kind of shot with – I mentioned at the end of last episode the boom of doom. That's what they called the thing that held the goddamn mosquitoes in the in the sky for the shots, and I just think that is so endearing. Like they were yeah. all having a really good time making this yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, it does sound like it was it was a blast. And it feels like one of those movies when you're watching it, you feel like there was a certain point where I'm like, okay, I think I've seen all this movie has to offer, right? Like you've seen the mosquito enough times, you're like, there's no other twists and turns. Then fucking Junior's death happens, yes. and it's just like, what Dude. is happening? Yes. Like it is so. If that's they had like a better budget, we would see more of that. Dude. Yeah, dude, it was it it was so for me. It was so reminiscent of Larry Cohen's The Stuff. Like yes. it was just like yeah. this. It was just this effect that I was like, and well, so it's, this had a lot of vibes. You, you say <laughs> Evil Dead. You say some of the, like, the zombie tropes. I say the stuff and then there's, there's also like there's some of those other just beyond thinking low budget horror movies so there's night train to terror which has its own like stop motion big effect to, like on a big scale and it's there's oh fuck i i was went off on this rant there's like one or two other movies but i got stuck on night train to terror because i love that movie so fucking much <laughs> i also love uh, the fact that you bring so much class to horror movie night by being like <laughs> Larry Cohen's the stuff instead of just being like, yeah. oh, you're the stuff. You know, <laughs> I love that. I'm such an asshole. I, I, <laughs> I'm such a fucking. Pr- uh, Gary Jones's mosquito. Yeah. Um, 
henceforth shall be known as. Yeah. Oh, I do. I'm talking. To, I think we're all talking this movie up probably more, not more than it deserves. It's very fun. This is like I was the perfect completely horror sober movie night watching it. Movie. I know Matt was. Yeah. Were there Doritos yeah, me involved too. for you? <laughs> the most Doritos. There's probably been it in a long time, <laughs> which is why my notes are so few and far between. I actually feel like I dropped the ball because I really enjoyed watching this movie. I did. Like yeah. I was, but it, I sort of went off on my own, not thinking about the podcast and just like being like, <laughs> those the are the best movies. And they, they are. It makes me want to show more people this movie and yeah. watch it again and see what I missed and like whatever. I would rather have a movie where I wrote down no notes because I was enjoying myself and I'm going to retain that mm-hmm. better than a movie where I have no notes because I was so fucking bored through like large chunks of it that I just mm-hmm. write down like random deaths that are worth mentioning and nothing right. else. Like it's like, right. all right, well, like, how do we build 30, 40 minutes of conversation out yeah. of just like, and then here's how another way of- someone died. Like, no, you know how we build conversation off of that? We don't talk about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which we have done. <laughs> Which we've yeah. done. I do want to, so I'm going to, I'm going to propose a toast uh, to this movie with <laughs> Miller High Life, the champagne of beers for the champagne <laughs> of mosquito horror movies. <laughs> and I do not have a beer, but I took a picture of the beer that I would have had when I, uh, it was months ago. Uh, this was actually April 2nd. When I found this beer at a store, but I didn't really want to drink it. It sounds mm-hmm. kind of shitty, but it would yeah. have been the right color, and it has a great name. It is from Hubbard's Cave, which I believe is local, and mm-hmm. it is called Milk of the Murder Hornet. Now, that would Ooh. also work Whoa. great for any number of uh, double features that you may want or need to couple with this film. But um, mm-hmm. it is a strawberry milkshake IPA, which just sounds like absolute ass to me. But this is what it looks like. It's got a giant hornet on the front. So it's very lo-fi. I feel like mm-hmm. it kind of also gives that vibe, the mosquito vibe, where it's like, we're just yeah. trying. We're trying something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, big time. That sounds, uh, honestly, it sounds pretty good. To a me, strawberry but, uh, milkshake IPA just It might be a little too sweet. Yeah, I mean, you could maybe get away with a goes or something like that, mm. but not a... Mm-hmm. See, and, no. and me as a non-drinker, I just hear the word strawberry milkshake, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> No, yes. that's not you as a non-drinker. That's you as a glutton. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk a couple kills, right? So the yeah. first thing is, is I was not expecting that second kill, which was the eye poke kill. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really worked out. And again, I feel like... Oh, like full cheese zombie? Sorry. <laughs> oh, well, that, I'm not going to do it anymore. My I'm going to try to be very mindful. Uh, you guys already know my what did we watch uh, for this week is, and goddamn, does it accidentally dovetail this scene like crazy. Anyway, so that one is great. But then the part of the movie that I got really nervous watching was when they're banging in the, uh, in the tent that mm-hmm. first night, and the guy, they're... they're implying that the guy is drunk but he just can't act to go so water the he plants. had to go yeah he had to go take a piss um and he's like I drinking I, I love how he like is drinking and peeing and that was so that they only had to have foley do one sound instead of two yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant but while he's peeing his uh his paramour is um waiting for him to come back and she's fully nude in the uh in the tent and this mosquito comes in and it's like putting its proboscis all over her and i'm like oh god where is it going to poke her is this a sleepaway camp or is this a fun poke um and surprisingly they went with her 
flipping over and it sucking all the juice out of her butt cheek. Thank goodness. Because this yeah, movie yeah. would have been an absolute, I'm so sorry, guys, if it had gone any other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a lot of, there was a lot of butt. There's a lot of man butt and this, bathroom yeah, humor yeah. in this. It seemed, which like normally maybe be like a little bit of a bummer to me. Um, <laughs> but it worked. It, it like, it was, again, it was just so playful. Like it yeah. was like a fun fucking movie. Dude, and you know I'm what? When, very you're, when your paramour the gets the, eaten by a mosquito, mm-hmm, that's what you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, look, the best, the best example of how playfully dumb this movie is. And I don't remember the setup because it happened and I wasn't going to try to rewind it on whatever weird program I had to download to watch the uh, the a- AVI file. You don't but just use VLC like normal people? That Well, I use VLC, but I don't use it. I literally delete it every time after I use it because I'm like, ah, I, this takes up space. <laughs> I don't That's have weird. time for space. You're weird. VLC doesn't take up that much space. Why don't you delete but, uh, one of those stupid Christian ska band records that you got on your external? <laughs> those on a different computer. Um, I got two. Get out of here with your logic. But there's the scene where they're talking in the house, and I guess they're talking about their military experience oh, yeah. or something. And then the one guy is just like, Man, and I was a weeblo in the Boy Scouts or something. Like it's like some random Boy Scouts joke. Oh, you mean and then Brenda Ufarva? Yes, and it leads to like forty-five seconds of just like ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> like everyone's just like laughing and having no. the time of their yeah. life. I thought I was losing my fucking mind. I didn't realize. <laughs> and then I was like, I looked at Carly, and I was like, this is happening. We're still right. Yeah, just like yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is, I would the, love the, for someone to make one of those like of, of horror. There, there's like. I think it's funny. This movie's not established enough for this to work. But I do like those things that you'll find online where like a movie will play out perfectly normal and then there'll be like one part that someone like loops for like an hour. <laughs> like and yes. they'll do like those types of edits. I feel like if if Mosquito was a bigger movie and mm-hmm. someone wanted to build like a YouTube uploaded version of it where it's like normal for about an hour into the movie and then that joke happens and then it's another straight hour of just them laughing at the joke before like the rest of the movie came out finishes up so perfect and i feel like you could probably get away with doing that right now and obviously youtube will probably pull it down it seems but if it didn't no they won't only source for getting it controls the fucking i don't know i just assume that it's not there right now so that it must be getting taken down by somebody synapse you motherfuckers let us watch this movie for free (laughs) they're holding nothing they they were they needed all that money when kindred was uh taking all that time bro they they got that money they got that money from me let's talk about the gunner hansen yes just Pulling out a chainsaw in 1994 and saying almost directly to the camera, I haven't used one of these things in 20 years. It's like Feels good is what he said. Yeah. yeah. So, 1994 minus 20, 1974, the year Texas Chainsaw came out. What a fucking stupid but brilliant subtle joke mm-hmm. slash reference to his career he loved this movie yeah. side note. He, he said, said it's the best movie it's he the ever best did movie and earl the bank robber <laughs> was his favorite character which is yeah. just wild bless him oh i, I just that. feel like he was excited about getting lines you know yeah yeah <laughs> i also think yeah. that uh anything that you read about the making of the original texas chainsaw massacre just sounds like the most hellacious yes. oh yeah oh, shooting yeah. experience of all time so yeah i think i actually shared that on the show that i was uh, that i read chainsaw confidential for one of my like mm-hmm. what did i do yeah. and it's yeah and he was i mean gunner was an actor 
and then he got picked to do this or Leatherface rather where he had no lines but obviously he brought so much character and movement to it but then nobody gives him credit for that until it's way too late <laughs> and yeah. then you know and then he's in Mosquito which I, uh, he loved um, yeah. so that's he's wearing wonderful. the same clothes for like three months <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah oh covered in covered in blood goop. and just oh god put that that set when they brought the hamburger out for the first mosquito kill, he was like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> do this. They actually did that last. It was like almost yeah. post-production by the time they did that because they're like, to not gotta keep off. Gunner, yeah. gotta keep the talent happy. <laughs> yeah, I, I will right. always, if we're going to talk about hellacious Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Gunner Hansen, I'll always say my favorite story It's on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre commentary track. He talks about the infamous scene where Leatherface falls down and drops the chainsaw on his leg. And he's like, in the original script, it said that it was going to cut off my leg. And I said, Toby, how are we going to do that? And he said, don't worry about it. It's the last shot of the movie. And I thought what he meant was, we'll figure out how to do the special effect by then. But as we made the movie, I realized what he meant was, if we cut off your leg, all of your other scenes have already been shot so I can still finish my movie. (laughs) Absolute absolute insanity over there. Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the Fem Fam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. Let's talk about double features. All right. To the surprise of no one that has ever listened to this show, I'm picking Ticks. Okay. It's the perfect night. I can't imagine a better double feature. Like it would just be, it would be complete serotonin for me. Just you wait. I can top that. The weed, not the weed. I really just want to revisit Evil Dead. Like after this, I think. Now, that are you watching so- Evil Dead or Evil Dead Two? Because I feel like this screams Evil Dead Two. It, it does scream Evil Dead Two, but I want to watch Evil the first Evil Dead. Because, I think oh, that I act- well, that also, I guess that it, it owes a lot more to the original Evil Dead because they're both shoestring budgets. 
Yeah, and I think that there's there's some Mosquito has a lot felt like it had a lot more ingenuity than mm. a, anybody maybe ever give it credit for. <laughs> like, well, we're giving was, it credit today. We we are the people. We are the, we are gonna fight for Mosquito. Um, <laughs> but I just I just I think that I think I want to watch Evil Dead after this. All right. So I'm not making Mosquito my A nor my B picture. I would say it's going to be my A and a half picture because what you're going to do is you're going to start watching the movie Popcorn and then in the movie Popcorn yeah. when they go to watch the movie Mosquito you're going to stop Popcorn <laughs> watch, watch all of Mosquito in yeah. its entirety and then go back to Popcorn <laughs> now right. I I actually knew you were going to do that and that's why I specifically <laughs> didn't mention Popcorn as we were discussing Mosquito because I know that you get real weird about if we discuss if we mention a movie yeah, before you dare, what don't do we you watch? Even fucking think about that because <laughs> <laughs> we there were like three or four other movies that we discussed during the actual meat of this show yeah. that could mm-hmm. easily be double features you oh could, the stuff yeah. would have been a fine double feature easily have done like you could oh, do tcm2 yeah, i could. look i don't think that this Fuck. is a hard hard and loose rule yeah all right <laughs> I mean, all of I'd be down to watch all four of these movies yeah. in one yeah. in one evening. You could That's even put solid. like a critters up in here, you know? Like yeah, it's got, got some critters energy. Have you? But, um, has anybody seen Skeeter? No, no. I couldn't find no. it either. It, the fact I that a, I went with this is because I found this one first, and then I didn't look for another <laughs> copy of Skeeter. I have a I have a VHS rip. Should we ever need to watch Skeeter? But I don't think I fucking want to now. Like yeah, I, I feel you know, like there's I, no I way it can be good as this. Send it to me. No way. I, yeah. I think that I need to see it just because I am not a completist in almost anything mm-hmm. except for mutated bug movies. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> good. I will, get, one, I will get it over to you. This is Take one your time. Thing. I'm not yeah. in any hurry. <laughs> so, Scott, before you sit down and watch Skeeter, I'm sure you've watched something this week. What did you watch this week that you'd like to talk about? Today. Today, Ooh. my friends, Ooh. I watched. I finally, I was like, you know, Matt is is putting me through the ringer on this show. He's saying, Scott, don't come with so much negativity. If you're going to be positive, you need to be toxically positive. And so <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to find good stuff to speak well about on this show. You know, we're a, we're a family-friendly show. So I watched <laughs> X. 2022, <laughs> yeah. uh, Ty West's X, as we like to call them nowadays. And the way that it kind of feels like TCM in a million ways, I, I didn't even think about that when I was when I was watching it or why I picked it. I mean, I knew that it was going to be a, a farmhouse in Texas, but I, I, it's got so much. It owes everything to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I liked it. It met expectations. It didn't surpass them but i'm happy that i spent four dollars to watch it um i don't usually like spending money to watch movies anymore if i can stream it i'll be much happier but it was worth the time i think that it's visually much more i think it's more of one of those movies that like it's about the aesthetic you know it's it's i and i don't want to i really don't want to make a a, uh, true comparison to suspiria only in that the movies are more about how they look. Both X and Suspiria are how about how they look and less about surprising you with what happens in them. But I really, I, the last thing I want to say about it is I love the fact that Mia Goth plays two characters, but I love even more that 
sweet, sweet Britney Snow, Snow plays a 1979 porn actress. And they also even get to shoehorn her beautiful voice into it. She sings Fleetwood Mac with Kid Cootie. I mean, it's just, it's a cool movie. Like, I don't know if I would watch it again, but I am very happy that it exists. I it think sounds that like it has it's definitively your second favorite Ty West movie. <laughs> 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 All right, Kyle, what did you watch, listen to, read, etc.? I watched a movie called Smooth Talk with Laura Dern and Treat Williams. Is that a 90s movie? 80s. Uh, just okay. the year before Blue Velvet. And it's based off of Joyce Carol Oates' short story called Where Are You Going, Where Have You Been? Which has been a story that I've loved since I was in high school. And Joyce Carol Oates is a really brilliant writer. Some of her stuff is not for me, but some of it is. And that particular short story is is incredible. So it's a really beautiful movie. It's uh, Criterion put it out. Uh, so if you have the Criterion channel or if you come across it out in the wild. Not um, a sponsor, surprisingly. No, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no. But if I keep if I us. keep calling movies with their directors in front of them and then the <laughs> titles, we might get sponsored. Um, <laughs> but I forget the director of Smooth Talk off the top of my head. So the it's just it it's a little bit of a coming of age story. Obviously, I, I was not a teenage girl in the eighties, but and the movie, <laughs> if I remember correct, or the short story, if I remember correctly, is supposed to take place in the fifties or the sixties. So there's oftentimes a lot of parallels between those generations where there's a thirty year. <laughs> like a 30 year gap, you know, mm -hmm. um, we're seeing it now, uh, as more kids are dressing like they're from the fucking nineties. Bucket hats, dude. Yeah. They're everywhere. Stop everywhere. it. Anyway. Yeah. So, but I, even, even style aside, it's like the, um, attitude and the emotion and the rebellion, but also trying to connect with people in your family is all, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just a really great coming of age sort of thriller and coming of age thriller movie. That's, uh, I don't think I've ever heard of that sub 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 genre. And I'm actually interested. A th yeah. Thriller might, thriller might be a little bit of a hard term. It's a little, it's maybe a little more melodramatic, not even melodramatic. It's pretty, it's dramatic, but the story that it's based off of, which only happens basically in the last half hour of the movie so there's all this build up to uh, the tension of the short story itself um is really is really really entertaining and yeah, treat williams is fucking great laura dern i have just the biggest crush on and always have and she's amazing in it and um it's it's good it's good it's good check it out um if that's your fucking thing i guess <laughs> i'm trying to think of anything that could be classified as a coming of age thriller and the only thing that i'm coming even close to is like maybe stand by me i knew like, you maybe. were gonna go with stand yeah, by yeah like me. that's the only because it has like those thriller elements to it a little bit mm -hmm. but like that just seems like a straight up coming of age movie that just has a, a dead kid and a gang yeah. in it. like Thr <laughs> thriller might be a little strong but it, it is there are like, like that last third of the movie is all tension all right. tension sounds like a thriller to me it's, yeah, yeah it's great all right i'm gonna change it up entirely and talk about one and a half animated films real quick um because disney plus disney plus straight up just dropped what is gonna probably be the best movie of the year you're all about fractured movies today i yeah, do by the I, way. I do chip and dale rescue rangers guys i have only uh, heard good things Th there was that came out of nowhere 
Yeah, so Lonely Island wrote this adaptation of Chippendale Rescue Rangers that's basically a remake of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where it's 2022, and Chippendale are actual creatures who used to have a very popular TV show in the late 90s called Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and Monterey Jack has gone missing, and they decide to bring the whole gang back together to solve the mystery of who kidnapped Monterey Jack. Um, But it is just packed with cameos from all over the place will ornette plays like peter pan as a gang member who's grown up now like he's like an old fat man that still looks like peter pan but it's will arnett's voice it's fucking fantastic it's Damn. so fun just a blast and then i put on i rewatched a movie that i've already talked about once on this show in the last year um but it is I've decided that it is the bar that is set for what is going to be my favorite film of the entire decade. What? But the the Mitchells versus the Machines is still a flawless fucking movie. Yeah. Like the pacing that in that movie, the pacing in that movie, the story, the comedy. I mean, it's Phil Lord and Chris Miller who I feel like have just had a completely fault flawless career between mm-hmm. Clone High, 21 Jump Street, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, Lego Movie and it, Across the Spider-Verse. Like they're just banging on all cylinders with every project that they do. And this movie is absolutely no different. I, I was trying to explain this to somebody, but you guys are probably the best ones to explain to. But the, the first five minutes of this movie, I've watched three or four times and I can't get through it without crying because I feel <laughs> no like surprise. it is no surprise there. But it's so it's not every fucking, movie. <laughs> that's pretty much every movie. I mean, I cried while watching Mosquito, too. Um, <laughs> Those people had families. Uh, <laughs> Those mosquitoes, mosquitoes had families. <laughs> the opening of this movie, you have this voiceover narration of your main character, Katie, and she's talking about how she always felt weird in school, and it shows her trying to connect with her classmates by showing them a goofy movie, like this weird movie that she made, and they all just laugh at her about it. And then there's like the voiceover where it's like, where friends failed movies were always there, and it's like this love letter to like the people who like found comfort in pop culture. And then, you know, she gets accepted into film college and she's just like is gushing over like finding people who speak that language and understand her. And like the line that they have her say is like, you guys know Robo Slayers? Like no one where I live knows that movie. And it just captures so much of what I mm. feel like we've all experienced, right? Like being in a town where you have this very specific interest that that it's so hard to get other people to understand the language that you're trying to speak and then you know you go to college or like the internet becomes a thing and you like meet those people who finally like for once you don't like they just capture that whole thing in the first 10 minutes and it's beautiful and then the movie just continues to be so funny but so touching for the next Mm -hmm. like 90 minutes after that i I will forever be recommending that movie to people. <laughs> like, I don't think there'll be a point where I'm like, eh, it's just okay. Like, I fucking love that movie. So just because I rewatched it and felt the exact same emotions I felt the first time I watched it, I was like, all right, that's special. Because there's plenty of movies I rewatch and I something's missing the second time around. But I've heard so many people talk uh, fondly of that movie, but I will say that your recommendation now um it didn't sway me no i'm just kidding uh it might it might it might, it might send me it might send me to go yeah. watch that i'm eager to watch it tonight if we don't have anything else going on so yeah all right if so boy, if the boy goes down all right 
So real quick, we'll jump to an email. Email from Kevin. This one is from Hi, August, Kevin. August 2021. So again, we're we're past the year ago mark. We're <laughs> we're catching up. Uh, it says, "Hey guys, I just started listening to your back catalog, and I gotta say that I love the show. The intro music fucking rips. I've yes. got that song stuck in my head constantly. Uh, I just finished listening to your episode on Slumber Party Massacre two, and going into it, I was sure I had seen the movie before." Turns out what I watched was Sorority House Massacre 2, which takes (laughs) several scenes from the first Slumber Party Massacre movie and completely changes the backstory. (laughs) If you haven't watched it before, you should give it a watch. The creepy neighbor alone is worth watching it. Also, I have a couple movie suggestions, which I don't think you've done yet. I've been in a werewolf mood lately, so I'd love to hear an episode on either Dog Soldiers or Howl. Um, But if you want a movie that you can just rip apart, I'd really like to hear your take on derailed. I've explained the storyline to people a few times and it just makes no fucking sense. Cheers, Kevin. Now, did you hear that this again, this is just the kismet of this this episode and it's been happening a lot this year. Did you hear me make a Slumber Party Massacre 2 reference at the very beginning of the episode? Yep. Sure did. Let's okay. buzz. That's fucking wild that that just happened. <laughs> I remember the Sorority House Massacre VHS tapes at my video store, and they looked even too sleazy for me to be interested. I cause... have watched all three. I Well, maybe I've only watched the first one. I, I can't remember which is which. I know that I have furtively watched at least one of the Sorority House Massacre whatever movies. Um, they're not nearly as sleazy as I think. If I'm remembering correctly, they're not as sleazy as the box art made them look, but it's still no. not. I don't know. Like, Those there's are, not enough for me that, to remember what's what. The it first was that one is very witchcraft. dreamy. Those were like oh, the two VHS oh, but covers. Witchcraft I just remember is littering. Super sleazy. <laughs> well, not the first witchcraft, but. Oh, no, no. Oh, I'm the 14 after? Wait, is, is yeah. it Witchboard? Is Witchboard? Did Witchboard become Witchcraft? Is that what I'm. No, they're two separate things. I think okay. Witchcraft was like. Its own like exploitative it's franchise. Very sleazy. I, but, I know that. Like I know all the other ones. Like I, 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 we've seen that whole like grid of all yeah. the witchcraft <laughs> covers, and they they look like romance novels. Yeah, but yes. I I remember those boxes and the sorority house boxes in my blockbuster video store, oh, yeah. being like, these look sleazy by even my standards. I think I made the joke sleazy. that for a Patreon episode, I would want to go through all the witchcraft movies and just do like a, like just, I don't know, 20 minute recap of all of them. But if you uh, 20 do minutes that, that's for, a lot of work. That's a yeah. lot of fucking work. I thought work, that you so. said that you would do puppet master, but maybe I was con. Oh, I'll do Puppet Master. (laughs) Both of them. A lot of work. I'll do whatever you want me to do, Scott. (laughs) I don't think that the Patreon pays you enough to. uh, No. They don't pay you shit. um, (laughs) But they. they, uh, I don't think that they pay you enough to. I'm just flogging myself. Puppet Master. Master. (laughs) I don't think I have enough money to buy enough Doritos to watch all the Puppet Master movies. You're like a college pledge that's that's hazing himself. Like, yeah. Yeah. They didn't even bid on me, but I'm really trying to get into um, hey, be- before we sign off, I just wanted to say that um, this episode is coming out during the Chattanooga Film Festival, yes. which Ooh. The Woodsman is premiering at, and yeah. it started yesterday. At the time of recording this, I don't know what time slot, so <laughs> if you missed it, I'm sorry, but regardless, you should 
check out Chattanooga. They have an amazing lineup of films. One I'm really excited, really excited about is a documentary about the history of metal music and horror together. Um, what which a looks how did wild. no one else get to that concept that is Dude. like just staring us all in the face it should have been us no <laughs> fucking kidding right and then <laughs> like... there is a a new f- maybe found not found footage as in like a shaky cam but like a poughkeepsie tape like a... almost uh, like a of uh, a new version of stephen king's the langoliers which also sounds really fascinating I'm down for um, that chat chattanooga has a an amazing lineup of films that I do, cannot believe that the woodsman is playing alongside any of those, but it is um, believing yourself, so, Kyle. Anybody yeah, listening I that mean, doesn't know what the woodsman in it's woodsman is it's Kyle's new short film. You need to watch it. Yeah. Yes. The first yeah. of what will be many festival appearances. For I, woodsman, I, I, I feel, I feel good about it. It was, this was like a weird hail Mary that somehow paid off and I'm, fucking stoked um so anyway i just wanted to put that out there into the universe hopefully there's more screenings to be announced soon um but that is uh that's what's up all right well that was mosquito from 1995 as picked by scott we'll be back next week with another kyle pick and man just based on some of his other picks definitely in line (laughs) oh hell yeah i had to think about what that was (laughs) oh yeah this is gonna be a good one yeah no it's actually it's it's a little bit more our brand than than yours for once and mm-hmm. i think that we're all gonna have a really good time so yeah, i'm looking forward time. to our date yeah, yeah so scan our feed and try to figure out which movie <laughs> we haven't talked about yet and again worth mentioning kevin gave us a couple movie suggestions if he wants is if derailed you, a fucking thriller that i have no place clue. on a train maybe oh my god if you have some movie suggestions hmnpodcast at gmail.com get them to us listener submitted month is in september we need those submissions so we can decide what movies we're going to watch that you guys want us to watch you send us emails all the time shouting it out when we're not accepting (laughs) invitation (laughs) now now we are uh and also just send us emails let us know what questions you got i like doing these emails at the end anyway we'll be back next week with more horror movie night Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the Fem Fam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Hi, friends. The world got you down. 
Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 